0: cracking lovely people welcome to the big feed up hq podcast i'm your host matt gardner and i'm a nutritional therapist by trade specializing in sports nutrition thanks for downloading and listening in the podcast generally focuses on nutrition movement and outdoor experiences and at this point i have over 130 episodes up and available to you after you've listened to this Hopefully you'll go back and you'll look at some of the other titles, see what resonates with you, and I hope you find something useful. So there's an opportunity to join the Supporting Champions Graduate Membership Programme. Steve Ingham, the founder of Supporting Champions, has worked in professional sport for over 25 years, having led and managed over a thousand practitioners and support staff. Steve and his team have identified that there is a gap in skills, mindset and experience in graduates and supporting champions are leaning in and offering an online solution. Steve has been on my podcast before and you can find the link to that episode in my show notes. I always pass an online version of Steve's book, The First Hurdle, to every graduate and person looking to find a role in sports nutrition who contacts me. I wish there was a membership program with a community like this when I came out of college and university. So if you're interested and you think that the content and the community would benefit you, use the link in my show notes to sign up before November the 2nd, 2020. And at this point, I must make it clear that I'm an affiliate and I earn a commission if you buy using my link. The show is also supported by 33Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Use Ten at checkout for 10% off your first order. I've just made my autumn purchases, the greens powder, energy bars, and natural energy drink for my cycling and my running. So take a look and I hope you find something useful. So before we get into today's episode, if you like the show, please share it with someone, lovely people. Ultimately, it's the only way the show is gonna grow if you pass it on organically and also please subscribe on apple podcast or spotify or soundcloud and leave me a comment or review that would be absolutely mega okay so today is a solo show where i share some thoughts on testing a few biomarkers across the autumn and winter period such as vitamin d hba1c cholesterol and various kind of cholesterol subsets i also take you through a few things to consider with your diet to support things, and I hope you find this useful. Let's get into it. Now, this is the time of year. If you're listening to this, it's, it's autumn, winter um, 2020. So we're in basically October. October's tomorrow. So around my private practice, my day job, I'll be speaking to people that I work with nutritionally to support performance, to support their health, and we may consider testing and not guessing around various markers like vitamin D, cholesterol and some of the subsets. Certain people might want to look at an average reading of glucose levels, so that's something called HbA1c. We may need to consider things like B12, calcium, ferritin, which is an iron marker, And it's interesting because you can go and do this, well, you usually can go and do this with the GP for free. Um, If you just speak to them, ask them, book something in, uh, depending on your age, where that falls in a certain bracket, depending on what symptoms you have. And um, even if you're not listing symptoms, it's something to consider for uh, prevention, for health. And because at the moment the pandemic goes without saying there's so much strain on the NHS, sometimes I'm finding in my experience with people I'm working with, it's hard for them to book some of these blood tests to measure some of these markers. So at the end of this kind of quick solo conversation i'm having with you i'll let you know about a private blood testing company that i use that i use with my clients and colleagues and it may be a useful tool for you to consider later on down the line so i think the first biomarker that i'm going to dig into in this little kind of short segment is vitamin d so vitamin d supports bone health immune health muscle function energy levels Um, And most of our vitamin D is produced in the skin following sunlight exposure. It's difficult to increase levels of vitamin D through diet alone. So supplementation in the autumn and winter especially is definitely something to consider. And the theme of today's show is this test and not guess mentality. So if you understand where you are at the moment and the context behind that, is it supportive um, potentially are you in a level that's deemed as deficient um, is your level normal and helpful so that's something to consider obviously you can go and you can take supplements um, I think Public Health England recommend uh, 10 micrograms of vitamin D a day which if you're working in international units you may see IU is 400 international units so that's what Public Health England recommend The best thing to do is speak to the gp or after you've done that if they do you a test um, or can't do your test there's also these private testing companies to consider to get your baseline and then you can tailor the supplementation you can work with your gp you could work with a nutritional therapist a dietitian and that's something to consider to move things forward so you can get vitamin d in small amounts from food sources like oily fish eggs, uh, fortified foods and cereals and things you've probably seen, milk, yoghurt, cheese. Um, But like I said before, it's very difficult to raise your levels through food. So supplementation is something to consider. Testing may be something to consider. It's something I'll do on myself around the October period. It's also something I'll do again in, in April. Is something that I may speak to certain clients about at the moment, active clients who might be going into an off season, who might be wanting to support their immune health and basically just target and, and make the supplementation process a bit more specific. If you can understand what's going on under the hood, then you can tailor the supplementation. You can think, do I need to take a certain amount of international units for maintenance or do I need to take a certain amount? for increasing my levels and supporting things there so think about testing think about working with a health professional think about supplementation if needed if you have any further questions after you listen to this obviously let me know speak to your GP Um, so that's the first marker to consider and the second marker that I'm going to shine a light on is HbA1c so That is the concentration of glucose, so sugar in the blood. And the test gives you an average reading of glucose levels over the duration of two to three months. So you may have done a fasting blood glucose measurement before uh, you go to the doctors, or you might have a health check if you're lucky to have that through work. Not lucky, obviously, if you pay for it in terms of your health insurance and things. And they'll measure your blood sugar there and then. So what is it at the moment if you haven't had anything to eat, if you had had something to eat, usually these glucometers will spit out a reading in 10, 15 seconds, something like that. So the HbA1c actually looks at uh, an average reading over a certain amount of months. So it's a longer term trend of blood sugar levels. And um, it's useful as an indicator for pre-diabetes, it's often a measurement that diabetics or um, someone who suspects pre-diabetes, if you're working with a GP, may measure. Um, it's also something, obviously, you can test with uh, private blood tests and things, which I'll talk about at the end of this episode. Um, and again, it's just something to consider. It's not mandatory by any means. But if you're interested in, in seeing where your average blood sugar is, levels are it's definitely something to consider so it's similar to the vitamin d it's something where people can get lost um and and pick up all these narratives around diet around lifestyle what to do and how to personalize things for yourself become very confusing so i think if you do in some situations test and not guess you'll be able to provide a bit more context um for yourself And I think, you know, that will shine a light on where you are with certain things. What's going on under the hood? Do you need to consider dietary interventions, lifestyle interventions, supplementation interventions? So there's a few kind of thoughts and comments on two markers. So vitamin D and HbA1c. Um, One thing I didn't mention about uh, vitamin D is that for any vegan uh, listeners, if you've tuned in, uh, vitamin D2 is derived from plant-based sources. So if you're considering supplementation um, or if you're speaking to a GP or a nutritional therapist and you are a vegan, um, that's definitely something to have a conversation about and take that a little bit further. So I think in terms of dietary considerations for managing blood sugar and um, God, you know the huge area of preventing type 2 diabetes or uh, managing you know managing your blood sugar levels it's it's a huge can of worms but if you just kind of strip things back and consider starting with preparing your own food more often so If you have the chance to be able to cook from scratch, if it's one of your main meals, lunch, breakfast, dinner, maybe you're going to take control of snacks and stop outsourcing them. If you're putting these meals together and you're using whole foods, you might be using fresh, you might be integrating frozen, then straight away there, you're going to be getting more nutrients, potentially more fibre some of these bioactive food components because you're going to bring a variety of colors into your diet so it's the consideration really of the fruits the vegetables legumes beans whole grains those colorful foods um, maybe consider how to get flavor in from natural sources too so things like herbs and spices and you don't have to make drastic changes to see effects so if we maybe start at uh, the first you know meal of the day you could consider or it could even come in as a snack why not make something smoothie based with berries um, you could use kefir so that's like a fermented milk product something to consider it's widely available these days you could put in oats so already there you've got things that are uh, quite nutrient dense um, may Empty the stomach a little bit slower because they're high in fiber. Um, the kefir is an interesting product. Um, we don't know enough really about fermented foods yet, but it's something that instead of using water or milk, you're using this kind of fermented milk product. It's bringing variety, um, different things into into the body, into the gut. Um, you could consider cooking with turmeric or. Um, Any other different dried herb, or if you have access to fresh herbs in the garden or you're buying fresh herbs, you could use those as toppers on a meal. We went in with a fish curry the other day and I added coriander on the top, so something to consider there. Um, drinks wise, especially this time of year, thinking about something warming, um, there's loads of different recipes of these masala uh, teas, the chai masala teas. I am not an expert um, in, in creating and advising people on how to make these kind of things, but they're very easy to look up and I'm a fan of the constituents of some of these teas. You're talking peppercorns, cardamom, fennel seeds, cinnamon, ginger made of black tea. Um, these foods, um, herbs and spices and things like that, they do contain some of these bioactive food components. Really interesting stuff, things that are being researched more, uh, additions to the diet and um, on a kind of behaviour change level, you might be someone who drinks a lot of coffee um, and you might be someone that puts a lot of milk, a lot of sugar in the coffee. You may consider just sw- switching that out for one of these kind of homemade masala teas for one of the days um, that's something to consider you could consider some of these uh, smoothies or you could take that mentality into making a soup. So root vegetables and things like that, you could roast those, you could blend them, uh, purify them, you could make batches and things like that at the weekend. They're warming, they're gonna add more fluids, they're gonna add more nutrients, and they're gonna add more volume. So obviously when you're drinking, Uh, smoothie or you're uh, taking a soup if you sip it slowly over time it may help with satiety Um, these options are generally lower in calories and higher in nutrients so there's definitely a few things to consider there so it's uh, it's complex obviously when it comes to an individual around their own blood sugar regulation Um, it's not something that everyone needs to test all the time thinking about doing HbA1c Um, There's now these constant glucose monitors out there that a lot of uh, diabetics are, or more, maybe not a lot, but more diabetics and people looking to manage their blood sugar are getting access to through the NHS, or you can buy them privately. So you wear these little devices and there's something like a little sensor that goes on the skin and it measures your, your blood sugar regulation and how things change when you're eating and drinking things. Um, and I'm not too sure you may get reading something like every five to 10 minutes. So you can go down these rabbit holes and that's something that's very end scale. Um, not everyone needs to test or wants to test. Um, people might just measure things like HbA1c once or twice a year. People may do some of these fasting blood sugar measurements once or twice a year. Um, But I think if you're looking at some dietary interventions and things, it's these simple swaps. How can you get more nutrients in? How can you get more whole foods in more variety to basically just support um, bringing in nutrients, supporting gut health, um, gaining some of these vitamins and minerals that will support the immune system? And there's no need to overthink it if you can start to scratch cook And provide a meal for yourself, for people that you live with, care about once or twice a day. Um, If you could take control of your snacks instead of outsourcing those. If you could just bring in one, two, three different types of fruits or vegetables, herbs or spices. I think that's a really interesting place to start. I wanted to highlight vitamin D in this short episode because it's very difficult, like I said earlier, to gain it through diet. Um, We do gain it through the sun, but obviously this time of year, and I'm recording this kind of now, October time, all the way to kind of April, May time, as we know if you're listening to this. The sun's few and far between, and considering testing and supplementation may be beneficial for you. Um, There's other things that you could measure, you could look at, um, considering things like B12, supporting energy regulation, um, and that works also with vitamin D. There's cholesterol too, which um, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard about before. And there's some of these subsets. So LDL, HDL, triglycerides. And if you want a bit more information about the breakdown of some of these biomarkers, you'll find in my show notes, I've put biomarker testing on myself, episode one and two. So 10 months ago, uh, I measured a lot of these markers that I'm talking to you about. And uh, I looked at a before and after over a certain time frame and I gave you my experience of my measurements, how I found testing, um, where I think at the time I was going to go with my diet and my lifestyle. So if that's something you're interested in after you're listening to this, then definitely tune in to, to those two episodes. So as we round things off here, there's also a link in my show notes to a company called forth so they will measure the biomarkers that i was talking to you about so if you click the link it takes you through to a portal and it will have matt garden nutrition on it um, if you're interested in any of this obviously contact me there's vitamin d testing alone on there there's hba1c testing alone on there there's cholesterol and and the markers within that so total cholesterol HDL, LDL, triglycerides, and something called HDL percentage of total cholesterol. There's also a baseline test and a baseline plus test. So those tests have quite a few markers within them. So if you're still listening and interested, um, the baseline test will cover those cardiovascular markers, like I said, with the cholesterol. They'll also look at liver markers. So total protein, globulin, something called gamma GT, bilirubin, something called ALP and ALT. The baseline measurement will look at thyroid stimulating hormone. So that's a metabolic marker and it will also look at ferritin. So that's looking at iron and an active B12. So if you are interested in measuring, like I said at the start, um, always contact your GP first and see if you can get some of these biomarkers tested, especially vitamin D, something to consider autumn, winter time. Um, if you're looking to do things privately, this finger prick test is quite a useful way of doing things. I use it on myself. I've also had the CEO of Forth on the pod a couple of times, Sarah Bolt. So the two episodes there are linked in my show notes. And at this point, obviously, it's important for me to say I am an affiliate. So if you do use my my link, then I will gain a kickback. You get 15% off uh, the tests. If you have any questions, contact me. If you have any questions as well uh, for Forth, contact them. And I hope you find this episode useful. It's something that has come to the front of my mind because I'm having conversations with clients about it. The clients that I work with who are active runners, cyclists, thinking about how to support them themselves over this period of time, thinking about potentially testing a few markers and seeing what dietary interventions we need to move into if they're coming into a bit of an off season. And also people just looking to support their health. Um, testing and not guessing around a few markers of blood sugar uh, fats in the blood things like that so it's not appropriate for everyone there's always has to be a context behind testing and um, it's something to consider uh, vitamin d we've talked about HBA one c we've talked about there's other markers and things in there iron b12 and if anything resonates with you if you have any questions um like i said before then just reach out as always if you like the show please share it with someone if you think it's useful please share it with someone it's the only way the show's going to grow and continue to follow along so I'm on matt garden and nutrition on instagram you'll basically just find what i'm having for dinner uh, the podcast episodes go up on there basically just food dog walking that kind of thing if you're interested in working with me just let me know we can have a conversation offer a, a 15 minute taster call to anyone To see if it's appropriate, see what kind of journey you're on and see if I can support you nutritionally. Um, If you're interested in any of the tests, obviously have a look at the link. The information on Sporting Champions is in there as well too. Uh, Steve's membership community programme. If you're a grad, if you're someone working in sports performance and you're listening to this, I'd definitely consider it. Definitely have a look. Um, And the 33 Fuel products are fantastic. I'm churning through their natural energy drink at the moment if I'm on the bike or running. For more than an hour now I'm, I'm putting about five tablespoons of their stuff in there and um, between a 500 and 750 milliliter bottle um, and cracking on with that so thanks for listening everyone have a brilliant week and speak to you soon